Welcome to Happy Hour with the Pasternaks. This podcast is for dream chasers who want to make positive changes, rise above the status quo, and take their marriage, family, and business from surviving to thriving. What are you drinking today, Mark? (laughs) This one goes out to my mother. This one is for Rose Pasternak. Okay. It's got some like German and Eastern European heritage in my family. And uh, I guess my grandma and all that side of the family would drink. Let me try to pronounce this. Okay. It's plum liqueur. Slivovica. Schlivovitz. I think it's Schlivovitz. Schlivovitz. Clearly, I can't speak anything (laughs) or pronounce anything other than English. (laughs) My favorite is to joke, like, I want to put Mark in a foreign country and have him try to, like, do the language, speak the language that's there, because it would just be very amusing. Put me in Denmark, at least. They're nice people (laughs) from what I hear. Um. But this one goes out to Rose Pasternak. She has us drink this at every family occasion. Apparently, this is what you do in Eastern Europe. You drink a shot of this to celebrate. Here we go. I mean, it's a little... It's kind of like vodka, but a little bit better. It's a little sweet, though. It's a little like a Jägermeister. It's got a little black licorice to it. Mm Mm-mm. Yes. It is not my Uh, favorite mm, drink. Yeah. You know what, though? This one goes down pretty smooth. It's not my favorite drink. Today, I am drinking a classic, old-fashioned, Don Draper mm. style. I love me a good old-fashioned or Manhattan. I always tell Mark, like, you can tell a good restaurant and a good bar by the quality of their old-fashions and Manhattans because they should be really smooth with just a hint of sweetness. Okay, really quick, story time. We were dating. This happened, like, three different times when we were dating before we got engaged. And we'd go out, and I'd order a margarita. And she'd <laughs> order an Old Fashioned or a Manhattan. And they'd come, and it was just like... Well, A, they'd always check her ID, and they'd never check mine. Never. But then they'd always give me the Old Fashioned and give her the margarita. And we'd always have to switch. <laughs> okay, wait, though. Mark's trying to say he would get a margarita when he would really get, like... <laughs> The Blue Lagoon Fruity Frilly drink. like I I'm mean- <laughs> a sucker for tropical drinks. I'm a sucker. So I would get like a Manhattan and Mark would get this like <laughs> blue drink with a straw and a flower on top. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. So although Mark is the king of entrepreneurship, I've started a business or two in my day. Even though I wasn't selling Skittles on the bus like Mark, I did build a photography business from scratch while staying at home full time with my kids that now funds all of our vacations and allows me to serve my dream clients year after year. I'm a little proud of it. I've always loved photography. Uh, I remember my mom giving me a disposable camera when I was eight and thinking it was the coolest thing ever. I can remember the feeling of going outside with this camera and taking pictures of tree branches and stuff in my backyard like I was a National Geographic photographer. I thought it was the coolest thing. So when I was in college, I worked for a summer camp and I finally worked up the courage to just buy a real camera. Mind you, I still bought the most basic 
DSLR on the market, but it was still something. And I took that camera to the camp I was working at and I decided and proclaimed that I was the photographer for camp that summer. And so I started taking pictures and posting them on Facebook. Truly nothing fancy. Like if you scroll back far enough on my Facebook, you'll find my old camp photos. But one day my friend asked me to shoot her wedding and I looked at her and I said, as long as you know that I have no idea what I'm doing, then yes, I will charge you next to nothing and I will take photos for your wedding. I had barely ever been to a wedding before, let alone photographed a wedding before, but I will be forever grateful to my sweet friend, Melissa, who trusted me with her precious memories. To this day, Melissa, like if you want a free photo (laughs) session on the house forevermore, you have free photos from me because I probably owe you some after those wedding photos. Um, But after that, to my shock, more friends started asking me to shoot their weddings because we got married pretty young. So like a lot of our friends were also getting married young and they had smaller budgets. So they were like, hey, Nicole takes pictures. I'll have her do my wedding. But eventually I did do a lot of education. Um, Shout out to people like Caitlin James and Amy and Jordan and a ton of other great photographers out there who have phenomenal education online. We'll actually link them in the show notes because they are well worth your time and your money. I mean, if you're going to start a photography business, absolutely start there. Um, So I did a lot of education and eventually figured out not only how to take photos well, but how to run a successful business. I mean, if you scroll far enough back on my Instagram as well, you can see where my photography business started versus where it is today. Um, A lot of trial and error. And I turned this little passion that I've had since I was a girl into a booming business that I'm still really proud of to this day. Yeah, it's been phenomenal to watch Nicole build her business literally from the ground up, having little to no experience, to taking the initiative and educating herself to get to where she is today. Like to say I'm a proud husband is a complete understatement. Thanks, honey. (laughs) That was sweet. What we've learned, though, through growing multiple businesses is that there's three fundamental strategies that every new business owner should implement to have the quickest way to success in their business. Start with free work that leads to your ideal clients and ideal projects. Present your business like a million-dollar business. And third, have an unforgettable customer experience. The day after we got married, we moved to Nashville, and I convinced Nicole to let me start my own business. I don't know what I was thinking. Mark was like, let's move to Nashville. Let me start my own business. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you're so cute and dreamy. I'll do whatever you ask. And this is supposed to sustain our whole life. (laughs) I was like, what were we thinking? I brainwashed her. (laughs) I mean, it's turned out well. It's great. (laughs) So I was in a new city, though, with a new business and no clients. I still trusted you. I still was like, oh, yeah, Mark's got this all figured out. (laughs) I believed in myself. He believed in himself. So I I will bet on myself more than anyone else all day, every day. It's true. You will. It's another podcast. For another day. So I was building a recording studio from the ground up and I needed reclaimed lumber, right? I had a vision for a reclaimed wood wall. Like if you ever look at a recording studio, just Google them because they're super cool and I'll still totally nerd out about them. But like the back wall typically always has something really cool like on it. Like an accent wall. Mm-hmm. But like 
super cool accent wall. So I had this vision for this reclaimed wood wall, right? But I didn't have any money. <laughs> we didn't have any money for reclaimed wood. <laughs> and I didn't have any clients yet to start my business. So I didn't really have much cash flow, right? Okay, so what's a man supposed to do? What's a man supposed to do when what's he needs a reclaimed wood wall? I was really wall? a little boy, but like, <laughs> oh my gosh. We thought we were grownups then. Right? We were not. But you know what? This is the great thing about just jumping off the cliff and starting it, right? Like you're forced to just get creative. That's true. So I approached a local company. I literally just Googled, we're in Nashville, and Googled like local reclaimed lumber company, right? And... Um, Shout out to Dave at Goodwood Nashville. Goodwood Nashville They're to this day. Incredible. You want a great entrepreneurship story? They're one. Anyway, so I approached him. I sent him an uh, email totally out of the blue and I pitched him. And I was like, hey, I'm building a recording studio. I would love some reclaimed lumber. I don't need that much, but I'm willing to give you multiple videos in exchange for wood for my studio. Not only did I get the wood I needed, but now I had a killer portfolio piece to showcase to other clients. Now I had a network of someone who was ingrained in the local community who trusted me and who could refer me to other businesses. We should link that video in the show notes because to this it's day, cool. it's probably one of my favorite videos Mark has ever done. So go to the show notes. You can see Mark's first professional video Ooh. for Goodwood Nashville. It still pulls on the heartstrings. It's listen, you're gonna want to go buy some reclaimed wood after you see this video. It's one of those videos you're like, I don't know why I'm crying about these barns in Nashville, but they mean something to me now. Um, but I I did this too. When I started my photography business, I didn't have any work to show clients. I had my, you know, one or a few handful of weddings that I shot that were not professional, not well done. So I didn't have any work to show. I didn't have a portfolio that I was proud of or would help me gain new clients or the ideal clients that I really wanted. So I started reaching out to family and friends and just offered to take free photos for them. Like I had a couple of friends, um, shout out to our friends, Andy and Gina. I like reached out to them. They had just gotten engaged and I was like, can I take engagement photos for you? I just needed to get out there and get my work in front of people. So this gave me the experience I needed to practice my skills that I had been learning. And it gave me the work I needed to build my portfolio. So then I started posting this work on my social media accounts. I didn't say anything in my captions about this being free work. So all people saw when they saw my Instagram or my posts on Facebook was that I was doing consistent work on a regular basis. And they knew if they needed photos done, I was available. So this built my experience, my portfolio, my network, and momentum in my business to get it off the ground. This is exactly what I did with my first video and my next few projects, right? I looked at my ideal clients I wanted to work with and offered them a free video. This gave me enough of a portfolio to build a website to look like I was running a million dollar business. So strategy number two, present your business like it is a million dollar business. When I started posting on social media, I only posted the photos that I wanted to showcase and that would attract my future clients. 
I wasn't posting every single project I had because at that point I was taking on any project that would pay the bills. I did some corporate event photography because that paid well, but I wasn't showcasing that work because I didn't want to be doing more of that work. I wanted to be doing wedding photography, so I showed the work that reflected my aspirations instead of my current reality. Exactly. That's exactly what I did in my business as well, right? Like, I wanted to start attracting higher-end corporations, but was currently doing a lot of small business videos. So for me, social media wasn't the way to market. For me, it wasn't really attracting those ideal clients for me. It wasn't where they were, right? They were more on LinkedIn or more just like emails or more of just referrals and they needed to see my website. So I focused on curating a website that spoke directly to the needs of these high-end corporations. I only posted videos that would attract high-budget corporate clients. I made it look like all I did every single day was work with Fortune 500 companies. In reality, though, at that point, it was only about 10% of my business. But one of the best pieces of business advice I got early on from a mentor was to present yourself and your business like you are where you want to be in two years. Yes. So think about where you want your business to be, not where your business is is. So although corporate clients were only 10% of my business at that time, my two-year vision was to be working solely with corporations. So what did I do? I curated my website to only showcase corporate client work. And get creative with this. Like early on, I didn't have a lot of wedding work to show because who's going to hire a wedding photographer with no wedding photography experience? So I did a lot of styled shoots. I second shot with higher end wedding photographers who allowed me to use work from their weddings on my website and social media. I even did a series. Do you remember this? I did a series Mm -hmm. of flat lays around our house with my wedding dress or florals to present the type of work that I wanted to get. So now you're presenting yourself to your ideal clients, right? And you're starting to get some clients. Maybe they're not your ideal clients quite yet, but you're getting clients through the door. Now it's time to exceed their expectations with an unforgettable customer experience, right? It's time to blow their minds and make them forget that there's anyone else on the market that does what you do nearly as good as you. No, forget that there's anybody else who even does it. You want them to see you. You're the one they want, right? Because this is going to do a few things for your business. It's going to create raving fans. It gives you reviews and credibility And it creates a really strong referral network. Because if they loved working with you, then they're going to go tell other people in their network that they will love working with you too. So in my business, what I did anytime I booked a new wedding, especially early on when I was just building, I created welcome gifts for my new couples. I did various things over the years, but probably one of my favorite things was I would do specialty cookies with their wedding date on it or my logo or like Mr. and Mrs. Just like something cutesy that made them feel seen and thought 
thought about and it welcomed them as a member to my elite group. Like now they were a Nicole Pasternak photography couple. And I also always tell people that to be a great wedding photographer, it's probably about 20% taking great pictures and 80% how you make people feel. When I'm on a shoot, you should hear me, right, Mark? <laughs> or like a wedding day. Oh, I yeah. I don't stop talking mm-hmm. for two hours straight. When I come home, I'm like, don't talk to me. I can't say anything else. <laughs> but I'm like the whole time I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cute. Oh my gosh, do that again. That was amazing. You guys don't even need to practice. Are you guys models? Look at that look you just gave me. Do you see that Beyonce wind blowing in your hair? I mean, I go on and on and on. And she's really darn good at it. <laughs> and to be clear, I'm not lying. Like I'm not just trying to make things up. No, no, no. She gets really excited. I get every really time. excited. And it's authentic. Every time. I Truly, I am so it's excited when I have a couple in front of my camera and I'm watching their personalities come to life or I'm seeing their wedding day and just how beautifully everything's coming together and how much it is for them. But even more importantly than that, I'm making them feel amazing. I'm giving them an unforgettable experience of having their photos taken with me. The biggest compliment that I get from my couples is when they walk away from their session saying, that was so fun. Especially when I hear that from grooms, because usually grooms are the ones going in like, I hate taking pictures. Like This this sucks. Why are we doing this? (laughs) (laughs) And so like, if I can get the groom on my team saying Mm -hmm. that was so fun, that tells me that I'm doing my job right and I'm creating an experience that they're bound to tell other people about. Oh, that fires me up. Because in my business, I do all I can to connect and find the little things that my clients like. Especially in the corporate world, things can feel just stuffy and impersonal. It's totally different than weddings. It's not like weddings. (laughs) Weddings are all just like fluff and personal and romantic. So you got to find different nuanced ways to really connect with your clients, right? So I like to do something that creates that human connection. It just so happens that I love wine. I know you you guys don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) And it also just so happens that pretty much most if not all of my clients share that similar love for wine. So as I'm personally finding new wineries that I love, new bottles, you know, tasting different at different places, I'll send them a bottle, right? But not just any bottle. Not just any bottle. I'll send them a magnum bottle of <laughs> um, wine. And this, a magnum bottle is like a huge bottle of wine. Like, it's like you go to an Italian restaurant and there's like huge bottles of wine on the shelf. Like like you see them as decorations. Yeah, they look like okay. um, comical, like a yeah, joke. It's like two, three. I mean, there's, Magnum's even like pretty conservative. There's even like bigger ones, right? <laughs> <laughs> but now Mark's clients are opening this huge bottle of wine in front of their whole office. Someone is inevitably... Inevitably. 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 Someone is inevitably going to ask, where the heck did this giant <laughs> bottle of wine Why come from? Why do we have from? a giant bottle right? of wine in our office on a Tuesday? Because there's like, who's going to take a giant bottle of wine home and have it with their partner, right? Like you need to enjoy it with a few people. So they'll probably open it during happy hour at the office, right? And the whole office that is going to be talking about me, right? They're going to be like, oh, that video guy, like Pasternak sent it to us. Ha <laughs> ha. And everybody's going to laugh, you know? But then that reminds them of the video project that we just did, right? Or the video project that they're thinking about that might be on the back burner. And this creates a deeper connection, 
between my client and I. Now, they're not just a client. Like, the whole idea isn't just like, oh, let's just fake, like, woo them with fake gifts. Absolutely, yeah. That's not not the point. But it's like finding that authentic thing that they enjoy just as much as you. Because what does that do? It takes them from a client or a customer, and it turns them into a partner and a friend. And who are they going to go to next time that they need your services or next time they need a video, right? Some video guy or they want to go to somebody who they feel like is their partner and is their friend. Someone who really cares about them. Someone that they have a connection with. Exactly. You want to work with somebody that you feel like cares about you. So if somebody asked us today, what is the best way to get my business off the ground? We would definitely, time and time again, I feel like these are the same things that we tell people all the time. We would say these same three things. Start with free work that leads to your ideal clients and projects. Present your business like it's a million dollar business and have an unforgettable customer experience. Are you feeling like you want more freedom in your life? Do you want to keep chasing your bigger dreams instead of being caught in the day-to-day grind? Do you want to build a business that gives you freedom to create a life you love? If you want more content like this, if you want more direction and more structure on how to build your business to create the life that you love, visit us at thepastornax.com and join our email list for all the latest content to help make your business, your marriage, and your family thrive.